many aspire to reach the upper echelon of the healthcare industry, but few are able to successfully navigate the corporate ladder. As Asia becomes the world epicenter of the healthcare industry, C-Suite Partners sits down with international healthcare executives, asking the tough questions and unpacking the personalities of the top industry leaders. Welcome to the boardroom. Richard, thank you for joining C-Suite Partners in the boardroom. No problems, thank you, Michael. Very interested to understand your career in banking. So can you take me through to when you came out from university to, to where you are today? Sure, well, so you probably pick up from the accent. I grew up in New Zealand, mm -hmm. uh, went to the University of Auckland, um, studied arts and commerce when I was across there. Um, out of uni, I actually did a year at Dun & Bradstreet, the American mm -hmm. credit rating agency. Um, before I joined ANZ. Um, I joined ANZ you know, a year in on the graduate program. Probably about a year or so into um, moving to Melbourne, I had the opportunity to move into the healthcare industry. Um, now for me, or the healthcare industry within inside ANZ, now that was a very new business inside ANZ. Um, so at that point in time, I think we had about 500 odd middle of lending versus about the 12 bill we've got now. So it's been a really interesting story. Um, but for the last, so over the course of that, um, that's been, you know, kind of in the healthcare space, um, primarily the corporate and institutional end of the business. So that's lending effectively north of $50 million. Um, the last about 18 months, though, I've been working running our, um, our commercial health business. What do you think of the challenges uh, over the next five to 10 years for healthcare? Because it's always interesting. I've had some um, large investment banks as, as, a, as a part of this series, and and they've got a different lens on it than people who are who are living it day to day yeah. internally. What, what do you think about it? The healthcare industry has some tremendous tailwinds. You know, very you know kind of well known things like aging demographic. You know, increasing um, increasing number of chronic conditions. But you know, very very clearly, there's there's some immediate you know kind of immediate and longer term challenges. Mm. Um, you know, you have a look around. It's there's the question of who pays. Um, you know, clearly at the moment we've got an indebted consumer. We've got a fiscally constrained government and we've got falling PHI levels. So at a system level, there's clearly challenges there. A challenge, but also an opportunity, I think, are things like changing consumer expectations as well. So that's kind of where care is delivered, how it's delivered. Um, and I think technology as well. Technology has a, has a you know a huge role to play in the future of health. With your banker lens on, where do you see the Asia healthcare market Probably in the next five, ten years. It's, it's something we're actually spending a fair bit of time talking about at the moment. So ANZ has a, um, still has a sizable footprint in Asia. Mm. Um, and part of our business actually runs delegations through Asia. I think it's, it's actually quite challenging for domestically focused healthcare businesses to see the opportunity that exists in Asia. And I think it's hard because if you speak to you know most domestically focused businesses mm. in, in the healthcare industry, they'll say, I, "I've got you know I've got more demand than I can keep up with at the moment. I've got certainty of payment, and I don't need to you know spend endless hours on a plane. So, what's the you know what's the motivation?" Mm. You contrast that to a local manufacturing organisation who's growing at one or two percent, or a local retailer that's you know kind of growing at one or two percent. But certainly, I think we have seen some tremendous um, examples of, you know, kind of where the more adventurous or more entrepreneurial um, healthcare business 
can potentially almost buy an option into that, that huge growth. You know, so we've seen a couple of instances in the retirement space, we've seen a couple of instances um, in the IVF business, we've seen, um, we've certainly seen a couple of instances in the smaller sort of medico space. Mm. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think there's many organisations that necessarily have absolutely nailed it, but gee, there's a huge opportunity. What is so attractive about this market, which doesn't have a huge population, we talked about, you know, you're always going to get paid on time, um, barriers to entry, it's not going to be that hard compared to say Vietnam or China, but, but what are clients saying to you or PE firms, why is it so attractive? Well, so the common theme that we get with um, not so much PE firms, but sort of um, investment, particularly out of China, mm. um, is that desire to try and get the IP and take it back to the larger market. So we've seen that um, time and time yeah, again. Times, yeah. um, certainly PE, I think, uh, global PE is a little bit more, in my view, a little bit more opportunistic. You know, they, um, they certainly see the strong themes. So things like, you know, the, uh, the aging demographic, the growing population, um, the fairly stable level of, um, of funding, not, mm. notwithstanding there's always challenges in that sort of space. Um, so I think you know, thematically it's a really, um, it's, a, it's a great place to be. If you then look at, I think, certainly my experience is they'll then they'll dive into those modalities or subsectors and look for value. One of the questions I always ask executives is, when, when you move through your career, have you thought about it strategically? Have you looked at and said, I'm going to be in a position in five years, or have you been pulled towards an opportunity? Someone's given you something and you thought, I'm going to be opportunistic here. How has it worked out for you? I've probably, I mean, it's interesting. I've actually had that conversation with, with a couple of senior colleagues, and, and I think we go in different directions. But I, have, I think I have been reasonably strategic in the way I've approached um, my career. Early on, I didn't know that I was necessarily going to have a career in health. I had a bit of an interest, a bit of a passion, mm -hmm. and I think that um, that that I kind of once you once you snowball, once you get a bit of momentum, then you start kind of becoming a bit more thoughtful around where do I go. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I um, I tend to do, and um, I typically sit down when, at that break over Christmas, is always sit down and try and have a bit of a think around where you know what is it that I'm enjoying what is it that I'm not enjoying what is it that I'm good at what is I'm you know that I'm not so good at because those things change year on year it um, and I think that, that that's really helped me and, and the other overlay usually I have had is you know am I still enjoying the industry that I'm in and the thing for me is I've, I've never actually been able to find an industry that I've enjoyed more hence the hence the long term the long-term career path in, um, in health but um, I've certainly you know I've certainly made those kind of you know, that, that point where you stop, you have, have a little bit of thought and try and align. Excellent. Richard, thank you for spending time with C-Suite Partners in the boardroom. Thank you. Appreciate it.